Hello, and welcome to Let's Meet the Virologists, a podcast about the people behind today's science headlines. People just like you, working to understand viruses and how they affect you. During the COVID-19 pandemic, we are talking with postdoctoral researchers involved in coronavirus and COVID-19 related research so that you can learn who they are and what they do. I am Larissa Thackray, and I am hosting this podcast from America's heartland in St. Louis, Missouri. Today, August 27, 2020, we have with us Dr. Shabali Das, a postdoc in the Cater Lab at Washington University School of Medicine. Shabali got her PhD in biochemistry at the Bose Institute, affiliated with the University of Calcutta in India, studying immune-mediated aspects of tuberculosis disease and vaccines. She has continued this work during her postdoctoral training at WashU and recently had a first author paper in Nature identifying a protective role for specific innate immune cells with the title, Group 3 Innate Lymphoid Cells Mediate Early Protective Immunity Against Tuberculosis. Hi Shabali, happy to have you with us today. Tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you become interested in microbiology research? So I was like born and brought up in India. And then you know India is like endemic for so many diseases, mostly the infectious diseases like tuberculosis, leishmaniasis, uh, cholera, and so on. Uh, so like uh, when I was planning to do my higher studies, I was uh, uh, really interested to uh, like learn more about the various uh, infectious disease process. And then I wanted to contribute to the society by making like some sort of vaccines or drug that will help the people. So, uh, and then I was so uh, keen to study in depth uh, all these, uh, like at least some of these uh, infectious disease process. And then uh, for this reason, I have done my bachelor's and master's degree in microbiology back in India. Then I did my PhD in tuberculosis. So I have a long connection with tuberculosis. Thinking back, how did you become interested in research? Do you have family members that are scientists? Uh, no, actually in my family, there is no one who's like working uh, in a scientific lab or who are like scientists. But uh, like uh, I used to get uh, that uh, interest in microbiology from my school when we used to have those practical uh, classes where we used to get to like know the microscope and all these uh, tiny fields. So from then uh, I have decided, oh, I have to do something with uh, this tiny world, which is like not visible, but they have so much impact in our like everyday life from making yogurt to like killing people. Everything is de uh, associated with microbiology. In the environment that you grew up in, were there diseases caused by viruses as well? Yeah, actually, uh, there are so many viral infections as well, like chikungunya. And then uh, sometimes there are some seasonal flus as well, uh, swine flu, bird flu. So we like grew up with all these viruses and uh, bacteria all around us. In a little bit more detail, can you tell us about the steps you took to get where you are in your career today? So once we like passed our school, then we had to decide uh, like what path we want to choose. So I thought I will study microbiology and then I ended up uh, like attending the college. 
uh, in my city itself. So I did my uh, bachelor degree there. And then um, after doing my bachelor degree, I wanted to learn more about this thing. So uh, I did my master's degree in microbiology. And at that point, um, after doing my master's degree, uh, I was like very sure that I'm gonna uh, pursue research as my career goal. Because uh, like uh, the thing which we lacked in our school, uh, like we get to know the microscope or some tiny bit of uh, like the microbiology world. But in our uh, like bachelor study and master studies, we had to do a lot of practical uh, like implication based on those uh, microbiological approaches. So then I thought, oh, okay, I would like to do a PhD to get to know this field more. And then if I can contribute to the society, either by contributing to the basic science field or in the application field. How did you start your postdoctoral studies? So I wanted to uh, get more training. And then uh, like my planning was to get more training from USA. And then I only applied to USA. I have not applied to Europe or any other places because uh, uh, from like Dr. Khadi's lab, or some other like TB labs, we have seen so many incredible papers, which are like the base of the tuberculosis research. So from my like PhD uh, times, I used to follow all these labs and then I applied to uh, Dr. Khader. And then she was very excited uh, to like have me as a, a lab member in her lab too. So yeah, I think my journey so far is uh, incredibly exciting. And then uh, all the supports from my mentors, my fellow uh, colleagues, and of course my friends and family, they helped me uh, kind of where I am today. Was it difficult to move to another country? Yeah, so yeah, it was not easy. I mean, it was really hard because we have like cultural uh, differences, we have language differences, everything. But the thing what connect us is the science. Can you describe in a little bit more detail the work that you've been doing in the Cotter Lab? So pre-COVID, what kind of work were you doing? So uh, as you know, Cotter Lab is like a TB lab here. There are like three, four TB labs in Washu and we are one of them. So we study uh, various aspects of tuberculosis, uh, disease, and then the a control process in mouse model. So I am basically interested in the vaccine uh, efficacy and then uh, like vaccine delivery, vaccine formulation, this part of the tuberculosis study. I also uh, did some work on the early mechanisms that either lead to like disease progression or control in the mouse model. Can you describe a little bit more the vaccine work? Obviously for TB, looking for a new and better vaccine has been a long-term goal. What are you working on? In our lab, we are testing different formulations, different routes, as well as we are uh, like testing the hypothesis why the current vaccine that is like BCG is not effective and how we can make the same BCG vaccine effective. So can you describe to us what was the most exciting Eureka moment that you've had so far in your career? Actually, uh, last year we published one of our study in Nature 
and then, uh, so I think for me that was the eureka moment for me so far. We got like so many responses from the field. Everyone is very excited about that paper. Can you describe that research a little bit? That paper. In that uh, study, we have uh, identified a very uh, rare cell population in the mouse model, and then we have seen the similar cell population in non-human primate and human model. As I have mentioned, we have like multiple collaborators all over the world, so they helped us like to tease apart the mechanism how these uh, tiny, like very rare cell populations are important. And this is this was the first time we were like kind of talking about that cell type in the tuberculosis disease mechanism. And then that was associated with the early control of the disease. So sort of conversely, what is the most difficult thing you've had to overcome as a scientist? And I guess, how did you overcome it? Yeah, so that difficult moment was also associated with this paper. So when we got comments back from the reviewer, they wanted us to do like thousand other experiments to prove that that cell type is true and then the effect is true, all these things. So you know like how nature works. So that cell type was so rare and then I had to do some intracellular staining uh, to like detect that cell population. And then that st uh, intracellular staining was like so sticky. And then it was binding to like some other background cells or something. So it took me almost four months to standardize that staining technique. And then sometimes I used to get frustrated. I mean, even I cried because I'm like trying so much and it's not working. And uh, then thanks to Dr. Khader, she like kept me motivated all the time. And then finally, uh, like after doing various kinds of uh, like standardization, we finally uh, get to like identify that cells. What about personally? If you think back to your undergrad or master's or graduate degree, what was the most difficult thing you've had to deal with or overcome? Oh, so you know what? Like from my childhood, I never stayed out, like uh, stayed without my parents or without my family. I have done all my studies, like in uh, even uh, like my PhD. I have done everything from like my home because all my institutes were like 10, 15 minutes driving distance from my home. So I used to stay in my home and then I did all my studies. So then I decided, okay, I have to um, uh, like uh, go out of my comfort zone and then I have to go outside. So the initial decision was very hard. And then, uh, so uh, like when I was in my uh, final year of my PhD, so I started applying outside and then I got one uh, offer from UPenn. And then after I got that offer, I decided, no, I don't want to. Uh, like leave my country or I don't want to leave my parents so I I will stay in my country and then I'll work here but then later I decided no if I uh, like bind myself with all these things then I cannot uh, like reach uh, the point where I really want to get to otherwise all my studies all these days is not gonna be that effective as I envision it to be. So then I uh, started applying to uh, like other labs and everything. 
and then when the final like day was there when i have to leave my country i was so sad and i even like cried multiple times so i think that was like really hard for me that decision was really hard so you've been very successful in your postdoc how did you overcome the initial reluctance to leave behind your family your support system back home yeah actually uh, dr khader was like very supportive from the beginning she used to have a conversation with me regarding my family and everything she wanted to like uh, make me feel homely here and then uh, luckily um, i have got like some good friends here i made like friends here and then i used to like uh, call my family like every day twice or thrice your career has just started where do you see yourself going from here oh uh, so i want to like uh, be an independent researcher and then i want to establish my own lab and then work on the tb field so if you had a chance to ask your older self so you say in your 60s or 70s so this is after most of your career is finished what would be one question that you would ask i would ask how my contribution to this science helps this society i think that's the question i asked from the beginning of my career that is still question to myself like at present how my work is contributing to this society and then that would be the question to my total self as well the cadder lab is not known as a coronavirus lab how did you start working on covid-19 related research yeah so uh, i mean as a scientist like everyone wanted wants to like contribute to the covid research in one way or the other one of our collaborator uh, dr deepak koshal in texas biomed he started um, uh, working with the uh, covid-19 infection in the non-human primate model and then he is a very uh, uh, like a uh, good collaborator with dr khader and then uh, dr khader and dr koshal they wanted to study the uh, immune responses in the mm, non-human primate model which will be like close relative to the human infections so uh, mm, so then that kind of like uh, started our journey to the covid field that event and then uh, you know for the covid research the most important things are vsl3 facility and then the vsl3 training uh so luckily we had both uh we have people who are like well trained with uh, in the bsl3 environment and then dr khader uh, provided me the opportunity to work on that covid uh, uh research and then i am really excited uh, to get that opportunity to follow up on that can you tell us a little bit more about the research that you're doing on covid so dr koshal uh, he is in the primate uh, institute so he uh, like had access to uh, various uh, monkey species as well as like different age group so he could like do a lot of like infection thing and then he sent us the samples like the bronchoalveolar lavage or lung tissue samples and everything and then uh, the another important thing was, uh, is that we have a, a like dedicated single cell rna uh, sequencing core in our bsl3 so it was really helpful so initially uh, we proceed with the single cell sequencing 
on the uh, monkey bell samples. And then we have included like various time points and then various age of the monkey, all those things. So I think it will really help us to map the immune network or like immune components that are associated with the disease progression or what are the changes that are like permanent in the monkey, bell, all those things, all those information we'll get from this. So this was following up on your previous work on tuberculosis in a way applying it to COVID. Yeah, and then once we get to know those like cell population, which are like protective, so we can uh, use this uh, strategy or use this uh, knowledge in the uh, future vaccine development as well. So on a more personal level, how has the COVID-19 pandemic affected you and your family? So like everyone else, it impacted me a lot. Firstly, when we initially uh, heard about the ramp down, so that actually delayed all my uh, like upcoming experiments for a couple months, I would say. And then you can imagine I'm like in fifth year of my postdoc. So now I have to apply for like some uh, career uh, development grants and everything. And then I wanted uh, to get some preliminary data uh, for that thing as well. So everything is just like delayed for a couple months. And then the other thing is that like when we used to go to lab, we could interact with our uh, like fellow lab mates and then fellow friends. That was really a booster for me. I mean, we could talk about science or non-scientific things and all those things. So that was like completely gone. And then finally, I think uh, due to this COVID thing, since my family is in India, and then I'm not able to make any travel plan to India for this COVID situation. To follow up on that, as a microbiologist, how do you make decisions about how to keep yourself, your family, your coworkers, and your community safe? I always like uh, use my sense. Like where should I go or what should I do or what I should not do. So I always like think before I do anything, even if I have to like go to grocery, so I think, is it really necessary or can I order it online? So I usually tell the same thing to my friends or, and of course my family. So, and then I always keep uh, reminding them like wear the mask properly because lots of people wear masks, but that's not the proper way of like using it. Even the mask, um, like the quality of the mask, that also important. So you have to like think about everything. And then I, uh, like ask uh, them every time to like wash their hands frequently and then use the sanitizers and all those things. I mean, they have been like listening to this thing like from various sources, but when it comes from me, they are like more <laughs> uh, like willing to listen. And then uh, the social distancing is very important. So uh, I think if uh, like from my side, if I do my part of job, like, uh, uh, properly then that will motivate like the people around me they could be like my friends my family and as a whole we can keep the community safe in the long run so you've had some downtime in the past couple of months have you started any new hobbies during this time yeah actually uh, so during this COVID time we had some free time right uh, so I registered for some online courses and then some webinars. So I get to like uh, uh, 
see through some more talks than before because previously we had like some uh, due to work schedule and everything we were not able to like be in some of the important talks what i really uh, would like to attend but due to my like work schedule i could not the other thing is that i uh, set up a fish tank during the pandemic because i was feeling like so lonely and then i wanted to mm, have someone with me so that's why i set up a fish tank so i could take care of them during my free time you were talking about how you are still communicating with your family how do they view sort of the covid crisis in india but then also how do they think about what's going on here yeah actually you know what like the situation currently in usa is worse we all know but the indian media is showing that in a way that everyone in usa is like died is they are like dead so my parents are they are like very uh, scared that i am living here and then i have to go to lab and all those things so i have not told them that i am working on covid samples <laughs> i did not tell them and then i would not tell them so uh, that's the thing and then in india uh, like uh, our uh, social systems and then our uh, like economic system everything is different in there as compared to here and then you know like there are a lot of people in there so even it's not possible for them to keep a six feet distance between like two people so my parents are like sort of they're um, staying inside the house as much as possible and then uh, i am ordering like some stuff for them from online because they are not that familiar with the online purchasing and all those things and even they don't want to uh, buy things online because uh, they don't trust the online thing there so yeah it's been hard but uh, thanks to god everyone from my family is safe so far I guess uh, so we're sort of wrapping up our podcast um any last messages for our listeners um I guess any thoughts about the future of the covid-19 pandemic here and in India where do you hope that things are going yeah so i do have a message uh and then that would be please act sensibly and then do respect the safety of others I mean if you are not wearing mask you are not only risking yourself but you are also risking the people around you so it's very important to respect others safety i guess and then um, i am hopeful that we will have a vaccine soon and then that will end the pandemic i am hopeful to see a covid free life like we had before thanks shabali for talking with us today about yourself and your research Shabali's previous work with TB has allowed her and her collaborators to quickly begin studies to identify the immune cell components associated with protection or disease severity following SARS-CoV-2 infection to ultimately design better vaccines. This has been Let's Meet the Virologist, a podcast about people who study viruses. This is your host, Larissa Thackray, and thanks for listening. You can find us on Google and Apple Podcasts. or at lmtv.podbean.com if you are a virologist interested in sharing who you are and what you do please contact us at let us meet the virologists@gmail.com at